We've got hockey talk. Those are the moments you're a sports fan for. Um, those are the moments where you know you're down three nothing, and the team has this amazing comeback, and the guy who you want, who you really are thinking this needs to be the star of this team, has a hat trick. We've got beer. It has a unicorn on the can. An easy drinking beer that's just delicious. We want to help you understand the sport you love better. What kind of things are you looking for to understand the game better? What you know? What's a couple of things someone who's watching the game at home when things start up here in a few weeks, or if they're watching college hockey, what's going on right now? What kind of things would they be looking for to try and understand the game better, or what's happening in the game, that sort of thing? Sure. Yeah, it's a great question, and I think it's it's something that's evergreen. Um... Listen to Jackets Debrief, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, and available wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 5, season 2 of the King's Den, as always presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Jordy Cunningham. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 5 of season 2 of the King's Den. I hope you're all doing great. As always, before we get started, don't forget to check us out on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at the King's Den, THPN. Don't forget to follow me, your host, Jordy Cunningham, on Twitter at CunninghamJordy, as well on Instagram at Jordy underscore Cunningham23. Don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet, and on Facebook at the Hockey Podcast Network. We wouldn't be here without without being a part of this network, so go follow the network accounts as well. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube at the Hockey Podcast Network as well for all of our great video footage that's coming out throughout the network. And don't forget to check us out on Patreon. For just $1, you can find all of our exclusive bonus content, including all all of our after hours and much, much more. So check us out. Just search the Hockey Podcast Network on Patreon. And for just $1, you can find all of our exclusive bonus content. How's everyone doing? Episode 5 of the Kingston. We have a lot to get to. A lot to get to. It is Top 5 Thursday. We will get to that. But we do have to start with great news out of the NHL today. Just great news as I know it's just hot, just great hockey news. Not quite Kings news, but great hockey news that uh, Flyers player Oscar Lindholm is officially cancer free. After, after just a little more, just over a year ago, he got, he got diagnosed with the rare form of bone cancer. Cancer free. Amazing. Awesome, awesome news around the hockey world. Hashtag hockey fights cancer. Just some amazing news around. Like uh, we, you didn't really know what was going to happen with that rare form, rare form form of bone cancer, but responded well after treatment, and now he's officially cancer free. So amazing news that we had to start off right off the bat here on the Kingston. Congrats, Oscar Lind- Lindblom, on being cancer free. That is amazing. That's awesome. Now, still back to hockey talk now, back to NHL talk. 
we still don't know when the season is going to start. We still don't know when the season is going to start. And Commissioner Gary Gary Bettman was on a conference call the other day. And there were some interesting things said about that conference call. Because we've talked about when's the season going to start, how's it going to look like. There's been a lot of rumors out there. And there were some interesting things that Mr. Gary Bettman said. And he said the main focus is still getting the season going safely. He said, right now we're focused on whether or not we're going to play in our buildings and do some limited traveling or play in a bubble. That's something we're working on and getting medical advice on. Now that's interesting. We we just assumed that they were going to travel in these new divisions. But they might bubble them? Interesting. But Batman did go on to say how taxing the bubble was in Edmonton as as well as the bubble worked. The bubbles, I guess. Edmonton and Toronto. They were taxing on players. That guys didn't get to see their families for over two months. They were taxing on guys. But people... But they worked. So could there be... Could there be some limited bubbles? Some kind of different bubbles? Some smaller bubbles? There might be. When it comes to... The uh, do, full bu- doing a bubble for a full season. Batman went on, went on to say, "I don't think we can con- conduct an entire season like that." But they're trying to give any. They're looking at, at every opportunity. He said, "For example, we have a couple clubs that can't even hold training camp or conduct games without fans in the current buildings and facilities, and we're going to have to move them elsewhere to play. If enough teams can't play again without fans in their own facilities, then we may have to move more and more towards the hub." It may be that some teams are playing in their buildings. It may in other buildings. It may be that a whole group of teams have to play in other buildings, and that's true. Like I always imagine them traveling, but it could happen. They, there could be a little hub bubbles, you know. Not they won't not a full bubble, but you know, I don't mind this idea. I don't hate this idea, as shitty as it is. Because when you look at the co- as shitty as it is for teams that you don't get to play like at home, that means. But when you look at it, like it's scary to travel around the states right now, and. One, you just never know. It's just scary to travel around the States right now. And some places are so... Like, the COVID numbers are so bad that, like... Like, everything shut down. Like, the San Francisco 49ers football team. They're playing and practicing in Arizona right now. Because pretty much everything is shut down in California. Which I don't really get. Because the Rams, the Rams can still play and the Chargers can still play down in LA. But... Two and a half hours north, the numbers are that much worse that the 49ers can't. That I don't quite get. But, like, in that, San Jose can't play right now. San Jose can't play at home right now. They can practice at home right now. So you just, you just don't know. You just don't know. He also said one of the things, Bettman also went on to say, one of the things that we're doing for the regular season as we're planning it is we're just going to play within our divisions so, so that with that, not every team is going to play each other. So like we talked about, not every team is going to be able to play each other because you're just going to play the teams in your division, which means the rivalries are going to be intense. Like, like we talked about before, the rivalries are going to be intense. But that's just in- interesting to think of, that there could be small bubbles and small hubs. It's going to be interesting to see how it works. Will they move around the bubbles and hubs? Who knows? Like, for example, are all the... like. Say, for example, you have a 56-game season. And I'm just going to take the... Say, for example, you have a 56-game season like we talked about. 
And this would only, I think this would only work in the, in the Canadian division because it's only seven teams. But just think about this. You have seven teams in the Canadian division. You have 56 games. Are you going to make every city a bubble for eight games for each team? You get what I'm saying? Think about that. Like, you play, everyone plays eight games in Vancouver, then everyone plays eight games in Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal. Could that work? That's an interesting thing to think about. Something like that. Like, are the bubbles going to keep moving around? We just don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens and what goes on. And I know I sound like a broken record, but it's true. But that's more information that we're learning. In most recent week, in most in the recent weeks, we, there was not any really talk of a bubble happening, and now there is. So, you just don't know bubbles, I guess. It's different bubbles, but again, it's very interesting to think of. And I heard like for the East that Columbus is is a good possibility for a bubble. You just we just don't know what's going to happen. We don't have any clarification yet. What I will tell you is, I really don't think January thirteenth is a good start date. I really don't think that's going to happen because teams need training camp. The seven teams that didn't play in the playoff bubbles during the summer, they should play more. Uh, they're supposed to get a longer training camp, including the LA Kings. So we'll just see what happens. The NHL and the NHLPA are working hard. They're working hard on this. But there was something else today that that Frank Cervelli, Cervelli said on Twitter. Uh, he works for TSN. And he said, as NHL and NHLPA work on the protocols and logistics he is hearing that the nhl has designed an an all-american triple header for opening night probably centered around the bolts putting up their banner the tampa Bay lightning putting up their banner and that's interesting and he's it'll probably be three big games obviously so unfortunately the kings probably won't be in it but probably like uh tampa bay versus chicago or something and then maybe a rivalry like boston versus the Rangers, he suggested, and then a West, a big West matchup like Colorado versus St. Louis or something like that, and that wouldn't be a good, that wouldn't be a bad way to start the season on opening night. But again, I really don't think that they can pull everything off on January thirteenth. I just don't think it's gonna make. I just don't think they're gonna make January thirteenth. I think I don't. And again, I'm not trying to be a negative Nelly, but I really just think that February first, right now, is the way better option instead of January 13th. I th- it's it is 5:49 p.m. on December 16th right now. And they they think they're going to start the season on January 13th? I don't think so. And I know players are starting to go to their cities and quarantine when they can. Of course, everyone that comes to Canada up here has to quarantine and stuff like that. But I don't I don't know. I really don't know. It's very very interesting. Very interesting to see what's going to go on it's just you just don't know there's just too many variables still but what i know is we want hockey back and be patient we're gonna get nhl hockey back soon we are but in the meantime hey in the meantime we are as this comes out nine days away from the world juniors nine days away how exciting is that and I want to talk. I want to talk a little more World Juniors, as in in this episode here. And 
All the teams are finalized now. They are playing in the bubble in Edmonton. I told you about the nine LA King LA Kings that are playing in the World Juniors, but in this episode, I want to go a little more in depth on them, just so you have a little more background on them going into the World Juniors starting on December 26th in Edmonton. But I came across this graphic today. That I, oh, also before this graphic, here is some great news for everyone, for the hockey fans down in LA in all the United States. The NHL Network has exclusive access to every game of the World Juniors. So if you have the NHL Network down in the States, you will be able to watch every single game of the World Juniors. And that's an awesome thing for hockey fans in the States. Because I know you fans in the States are missing your hockey just as much. I know every hockey fan is missing hockey. We don't know when the NHL is coming back quite yet. But you are now going to get every single World Junior game on the NHL Network. So hey, you can watch Team USA do their thing and hopefully do better than they did last year. You guys know, I'm sorry. I talk about the LA Kings here on the Kings Den, but you guys know I'm Canadian. I will be cheering for Team Canada. Sorry about it. That's the way it is, but I will be cheering hard for all the Kings prospects as well. Again, all the Kings... Let's get to the Kings prospects first because I just want to go more in-depth about the Kings prospects first because we talked about them last episode, but I want to go in depth about them so you LA Kings fans can write this down have this reference so when you watch the World Juniors you know the Kings prospects that you're ready to watch so again there's nine of them total same as last year nine of them over five teams we'll start with Team Canada we'll start with Team Canada because we're going to talk about Quinton Byfield we've talked about it at length but again another refresher it's been a while the LA Kings Second overall pick in this year's draft, the 2020 draft, just 18 years old, just an absolute beast. 6'4", 220 for an 18-year-old. Centerman, 82 points in 45 games for the Sudbury Wolves last year in his minor hockey, 32 goals, 50 assists. And last year at the World Juniors, he had an assist and was minus three over the tournament in in all seven games, in over seven games, I believe it was. But get ready, man. This kid is going to be a beast this year. This kid is, oh, I think he's going to dominate this tournament. I said this last episode, but I really think he's going to dominate this tournament. And there we have so we have interesting stats about the World Juniors, but we'll get to that after we go through all the players here on Episode 5, Season 2 of the King's Den, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Secondly on Team Canada, we have defenseman Jordan Spence. He is 19. He was the King's fourth-round pick, 95th overall in the 2019 draft. He's 5'10", 180 pounds. He had five goals and 11 assists in 13 games this year for the Moncton Wildcats of the QMJHL because that season did start for a while before COVID got too crazy up here in Canada. But he had, he was hot, man. 13 or 16 points in 13 games for the Moncton Wildcats this year in 2020. So he's been playing well this year, and I think he's going to bring that momentum in to Team Canada despite the fact that he hasn't played a game in a long time because of COVID shutdowns but that's I like that over a point per game for a defenseman I like that I think he's going to do really well in this tournament and be a leader on this team as a 19 year old then we go over to the United States and here get ready for these ones because be excited for these kids as well we just talked about Byfield and Spence you have Alex Turcott. of course I mentioned all these names last episode but, but again I wanted to give you guys a more in-depth look at them so you're ready for them. 
Alex Turcott, 19 years old, fifth overall in the 2019 draft by your LA Kings, 5'11", 185, a centerman, 26 points, 9 goals, 17 assists, 26 points in 29 games for the University of Wisconsin last year. And he kind of struggled at the World Juniors last year. He had two assists in five games at the World Juniors, but he is returning for his second World Juniors. Same with Arthur Kulikev. Kalilev. I'm 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 still working on it. I'm so sorry, Kings fans. I'm working on it. I've like I know what I study it off air and then I get on air and I just ugh. anyways. 19 years old, 2019 pick for 2019 second round pick for the LA Kings, 33rd overall. So many high picks for these Kings for the these LA Kings fans. Like, be lucky, man. Be be hopeful for the future, man, because these prospects are gonna be fun. 98 points for the Hamil- for Hamilton last year. 44 goals, 54 assists. And then he had a great World Juniors last year, Arthur did. Four goals and two assists in five games at the World Juniors. It was a disappointing effort for Team USA at the World Juniors last year, though, as they came in sixth place. They didn't even medal. Came in sixth place. So they're looking for revenge, this team. And of course, of course Turkan and Kulikov as well being returnees to the tournament they want to they want to prove themselves they they know how hard the tournament is and they want to do much much better and then you welcome to team usa brock faber as well and i'm really excited about this kid 18 years old he was a king's 45th overall pick in this draft defenseman 6-1 194 he's had one goal in six games for the university of minnesota this year and i just like this kid man i don't know there's something about him man i'm really excited about this kid i think he's going to do great at the world juniors this year then we go to team sweden i've talked at length about this guy you got you the fans know this tobias bornfoot i'll give it's been a while again so i'll give you a quick oversight on him 19 years old 2019 22nd overall pick first round 22nd overall for the la kings he's a he's six foot 203 defenseman and last year he struggled at the world juniors he was zero points in seven games. He's looking for revenge in the World Juniors as well. He had zero points in three games with LA as an 18-year-old. So, again, that's crazy. Making it's Not many people make it straight after the draft into the NHL. And he's had three points in 15 games in the Swedish Hockey League this year. So, you know, hey, he's been playing, he's been playing in real games this year. So, he's excited to be, be in the World Juniors. All these kids are. But Bornfoot has been able to play this year a little bit, which is... Nice. Then you go to Finland. Kasper Samantalyov. Samantalev. 18 years old, third rounder, 66 overall for the Kings this year. 5'9, 172 pounds. I'm excited about this kid as well. Another guy. Again, he's young. He the tournament's gonna be different for him. First time playing in the World Juniors is tough, man. You learn a lot. Turcott said that you learn a lot after your first world juniors but i'm excited to watch this kid with finland then you go to the czech republic lucas Perik coming back to the world juniors he's another returnee at the world juniors he went 0-2 at the world juniors last year but dominated the whl last year 22 7 and 2 with a 917 goals against average he was the king's 2019 third round pick 87th overall so the kings are high on him as another future goal tender and i know i've said this countless times but famous for scoring a goal in the whl last year yes a goalie goal last year so he's famous for doing that 
as well. And then we finish with uh, Slovakia and Martin Kromanek, 18 years old, fifth rounder for the Kings in 2020, 128th overall. He is fifth rounder out nine players at the World Juniors. He is draft-wise the last out of all of them in the fifth round. And that is still incredible. Fifth round and he's the last one. Sometimes you see a sixth or seventh rounder in the World Juniors. Fifth round and he's the lowest drafted prospect for the Kings in the World Juniors. That's still something that's still incredible to me. Uh six foot one eighty one. 33 points in 20 games for the Kingston for Kingston last year in the OHL. And I, I've talked at length about this kid as well. A lot of people say he's the still of the draft. I think I really hope he has a great world juniors because I really want, I really want him to live up to that steal of the draft. Uh, st- not stigma, but the steal of the draft aura that's being put on him. I re- I'm really excited for this kid, man. And I really think that, He's going to be a player here at the World Juniors. So there you have it once again. Your nine LA Kings in a little more depth this time that will be participating in the World Juniors in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, starting Boxing Day, December 26th. Maybe on the next episode of the Kingston, we'll break down the schedule when everyone is playing each other at the World Juniors. And we'll break down the groups and see what's going to happen and maybe have predictions as well. And one more World Junior thing. I saw this today and I couldn't wait to talk about it on the Kings Den because this gets to the draft as well and stuff like and such. The numbers came out for the World Juniors by players by round today for the 2020 World Juniors. And I just want to start with this because this is incredible. Team Canada. E- each team, each team has a 25 man roster. Team Canada. 24 out of 25 of their players have been drafted. Seven of the twenty-five players, seven of the twenty-four of those twenty-four players have been drafted in the top ten. Twenty out of the twenty-four drafted players have been drafted in the first round. Think about that for a second. You have a roster of twenty-five guys. Twenty-four have been drafted. Twenty of them are first rounders. That is incredible. And seven of them in the top ten. That is insane. The next is Team USA. They have 23 out of 25 drafted. Three of them in the top 10 and nine first rounders playing. Team USA is one of only two teams in the tournament to have a draft pick on the team from each round, from all seven rounds of the NHL entry draft. They have nine first rounders, seven second rounders, two third rounders, two fourth rounders, one fifth rounder, one sixth rounder, and one seventh rounder. And then I'll just go through this quickly. Team Sweden has 18 drafted players on the 25-man roster. Same with Russia. Finland has 17. And the list goes on and on. Those are like the big numbers. That's what I really wanted to talk about. And I just really wanted to point out Team Canada with 20 first-rounders on their team. Like, how does how do they lose? If they lose, it's going to be a massive disappointment. I'll tell you that right now. Like, 20 first-rounders? How do you lose with that? I just don't get it. But we'll we'll see what happens, man. That hey, that's why they play the games, right? That's why they play the games. I just is it's unbelievable to me. Sweden has six players drafted in the first round, by the way. Three of them in the top ten. Three of them in the top ten. So that is very interesting as well. But I just saw that. It's from Elite Prospects, and I just had to talk about that. Like twenty first rounders on one team. That is just 
just incredible. That is insane. We will have more World Juniors talk on episode 6 of the King's End when it comes out on Monday. We'll have more King's talk. But now, it's Thursday. We got to get to hashtag top 5 Thursday. Thank you so much for participating in it last week. The top 5 Disney movies. Yes, I got criticized. I'm pretty sure it was Nick Berlansky of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast criticizing me for not having The Lion King in my top 5 Disney movies. Sorry, that's just the way it is. It's my list. You have your list. It was in his top five list. It wasn't in my list. But anyways, thank you for participating in last week's Top 5 Thursday. I can't wait to see what you guys have for your opinion in this week's Top 5 Thursday. Now, I'll, we're not going to have an episode ne- on Christmas Eve, I believe. I don't think we're going to have an episode on Christmas Eve. So with that, this is the last Top 5 Thursday before Christmas. And I didn't want to be cliche I didn't want to do top five Christmas songs. I didn't want to do top five Christmas movies. I want to do something else. Something about outside outside of the box, but Christmas-wise. So I was thinking about it and I decided on this. Hashtag top five Thursday. Let us know. Your top five things to open up on Christmas Day as an adult. That you're excited about as an adult. But you weren't as a kid. Again, the top five things that you open on Christmas morning as an adult and you're like, hell yeah, I I like this. I needed this. But as a kid, you were like, yeah, why? I don't want this. So without further ado, here is my top five. Things that that as an adult you're excited to open on Christmas Day, but you weren't. As a kid. I'd say. Number five. Is. Writing instruments. And as a kid like sometimes you are excited. Like if you got like good pencil crayons. Or something like that. But you always need pens around the house. So and if you got like a good pen. In my mind that's good. As a kid you might be like. I don't want that. I don't. Why, why do I want pens or or pencils I don't want that but you always need those around the house so to me that's number five writing utensils number four is socks because you always run out of socks you always lose socks you always lose one sock as a kid you're like I don't want no goddamn socks to me that's number four socks is number four on the list three is coat hangers I always like when I get new clothes, I run out of coat hangers and it pisses me off because then I have to go get new coat hangers, get more coat hangers. Coat hangers, honestly, very, they're very underrated. You always need more of them no matter what. So coat hangers is on the list at number three. As you can tell, as I go through this list, it's a lot of practical stuff, stuff to just have kind of around the house, but you need it around the house and you're excited to get it. Number two. I'd say, like, again, this is more stuff around the house, but I'd say towels is a big one. Yeah, towels. You know how nice it is to get nice towels? I remember growing up, sometimes we would get, sometimes we would get towels with, like, our names embroidered on them or something. And that was cool. But again, it's a towel. And you're, like, seven and opening that, and you're kind of like, oh, okay. 
you need some nice towels in your house growing up. Towels is number two for me. And number one, maybe it's the gambler in me, this one. As I was putting this, this together, I was thinking of a bunch of different ideas. Maybe this one's the gambler in me. But to me, scratch-off lottery tickets is number one. Because as a kid, you don't really understand it. You're like, oh. Like, I remember, I, like, I remember Christmas dinner, there'd be scratch-off scratch off tickets at the table for everyone, no matter what age. And as a kid, you're like, oh, like, cool. You probably you end up, like, ripping it or scratching it too hard. You can't read it. But now as a kid, now as an adult, you're like, hell yeah, let's win some money, right? And like, it doesn't cost that much. And you're like, yeah, we have a chance to win big here. Let's go. So those are my top five things that you open on Christmas as an adult that you're excited about, but you wouldn't be as a kid. New pens, socks, coat hangers, towels, scratch off tickets, five, four, three, two, one. That is my list. Let me know yours. Tweet at us at the Kingston THPN at Cunningham Jordy. Hashtag top five Thursday. That is again at the Kingston THPN at Cunningham Jordy. Hashtag top five Thursday. Let us know what you think. This has been episode five of season two of the Kingston. Thank you so much for joining us for this great episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun doing this. And I'm really excited to see what you guys say about hashtag top five Thursday. I think this is a good one. I think this is one that doesn't really get talked about very often. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Tweet at us, hashtag Top 5 Thursday. Thank you for joining us for Season 2, Episode 5 of The King's Den. As always, don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and review not just The King's Den, but every great podcast around the Hockey Podcast Network. And actually, when when we tweet the link... I'm making it easier for you guys. You, we're, we here at the network are making it easier for you, the fan. I always say, after you listen to us at the King's End, go check out every other podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Every time we tweet out an episode now, we are now using the hashtag THPN. So just go to that on Twitter, hashtag THPN, and you'll see the episode for the King's End, but you will see every episode across the whole network because everyone tweets out the links to their show so do that as well tweet out hashtag or tweet find the hashtag thpn and you will see all the podcasts for the hockey podcast network and don't forget to like rate subscribe and review all them as well and also just to let you know quickly i was on i was i talked i was on house of hockey it's coming out next week I'll remind you guys again on Monday's episode because it doesn't come out till Tuesday. We had a lot of fun. We did. It, it's way different. We played a game the whole time. It wasn't interview style. We played like a bachelorette game. And it was a lot of fun. So definitely go check that out as well. I was kind of like the host of House of Hockey for an episode. But it was a lot of fun. So definitely go check that out as well. And check out all our great content around the Hockey Podcast Network. As always, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the Kingston THPN on Twitter and Instagram at Cunningham Jordy on Twitter at Jordy underscore Cunningham 23 on Instagram at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook at the Hockey Podcast Network. Same on YouTube. Just search the Hockey Podcast Network for all of our great video footage. And don't forget to check us out on Patreon for just $1. You can find all of our exclusive 
bonus content, including After Hours, and so much more. Thank you for listening to Episode 5, Season 2 of The King's Den. I hope you guys have a great weekend. We're getting close to Christmas. Go get your Christmas shopping done. But be safe while doing it. Wear your mask. Have a great weekend. And we'll talk to you on Monday for Episode 6, Season 2 of The King's Den.